Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life and today I'm with Caroline Hanlon who is a fellow Savannah College of Art and Design illustration major. Hi Caroline. Hi, thank you for having me here. No, I'm so excited for you um, to be on my podcast. You were one of the students that um, was so nice, so talented. You always offered really great um, suggestions and comments in the discussions. So I really appreciated it. Oh, thank you. You too. Your work is amazing. I love following you and seeing your work every week and everything. It was so beautiful, everything you do. Well, same to you as well, and you're super nice. <laughs> so um, can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Of course. So I'm an illustrator from Maryland. Um, I have received my BFA in illustration from Savannah College of Art and Design back in 2017, and now I'm currently finishing my MA in illustration from there. I have worked previously as an animator for a small digital market agency in Augusta, Georgia, um, for, uh, it's called Acasio. Mm -hmm. And I've worked as a teacher's aide as well. And I currently work as a freelance illustrator and a nanny. Awesome. So you are so busy. I am like, <laughs> wow, that's, um, that's a lot. Um, I was wondering, so what inspired you to go into an art field for a career? So I've always been drawn to the arts ever since I was a kid. I feel like most artists say that, but um, my favorite class growing up was always art class and like my favorite activity at birthday parties was always to crafts actually. So I've always liked creating something and interacting things with my hands and building something new. Um, but I also was a very shy child and I would tend to draw all the time in my bedroom growing up because we didn't have cable TV or anything. Mm -hmm. So I would just create all these stories of characters and have so much fun with it. And this would continue when I got into high school as well, when I also had a bit of eating disorders and suffered from um, depression. Um, drawing, I took this class because I took foundations of art because it was actually actually a prerequisite to take fashion design and I fell in love with fashion uh, with drawing <laughs> so it became a way to express myself and became therapy for me so it kind of became also like a passion in essence and you mentioned that you have done some teaching so and I get the feeling you are um, interested in that field as well what inspires you to teach so what inspires me to teach is that um, I really want to help children, teenagers, or adults who share a similar experience that I've had in the past. And just personally, I would never want anyone to go through what I did when I was in high school with that loneliness and isolation. So I honestly want to create like a safe space to give people the opportunity to create something and express themselves. Oh, that's great. Because, um, yeah, I think especially in the arts, um, everybody's pretty friendly and we're usually pretty accepting of everybody's quirks. And so it's a, it's a really nice place to be in. And it's kind of one of those things you can do art by yourself or you can collaborate with others and kind of get a kind of a sense of who they are um, doing artwork together. I, that's what I found. It's always... Um, I don't know, there's something very calming about making art and it's something very peaceful about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love like working with other people and just talking about it and sharing ideas and thoughts and how we can just improve our work and just sharing like different concepts and everything. It's so, it's so, it's just a nice, a nice 
way, I think, to just talk to people. Um, yeah, I love it. And we're always very supportive of each other. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great space. Yeah, I thought, especially in this past quarter with you and some of the other students, I was like, they're so nice. And they like message me back when I, you know, I was like, oh, they're just so friendly. And they were so um, uh, generous with, because I know, you know, when you take the time to look, when you really look at somebody's artwork and you're giving feedback that, you know, that takes time out of your time. And when you take it seriously and you're like, oh, I want you to do better in your work you know, those suggestions really at the end of the day, like, oh, you know, that, that produces better work. So I, I really appreciated about the group of students like you who were in that class together. Oh, yeah, me too. And I, like, I feel like sometimes, like, the thing about, like, doing it online, because sometimes it can, might come across, like, mean sometimes, but you don't try to be, so, like, oh, no, I'm not trying to be mean, you know, like, when I'm telling you to maybe fix something, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always, like, Sometimes it's hard though to do it online. I feel like as well. So it's, I'm happy it came across so nice and everything. I try to be. I'm trying to. I you know. I I tend. You know. I want to be nice and everything. You know. I'm. Hello. I got my words mixed up here. But um. Oh. Yeah. I always scared it might it might come across mean and everything. And that's not my intention at all. Oh no! It never did. I thought it was just very. Um, it, it was uh, always very kind, and I always felt like it makes the work better, because you made a suggestion. I think it was about my last project, and you were like, oh, no, go with the castle on the spot illustration. I was like, and then I went back and looked at, no, she's right. That's the one I need to go with. It really does fit everything, and so the comments that you would make, I was like, oh, they're very um, uh, insightful, and you have uh, really good design sensibilities, and of course, that comes probably from your professional experience working um, and as uh, an animator and things like that, so I really appreciated it. Appreciated yeah, it. Definitely, it was very. It was very. I I love looking at everyone's work, and I love getting feedback too. I mean, that's what school to me is all about—is just getting better. So I think this is, it was a great opportunity that class. Yeah. So I okay. So if, if I understood correctly, so with your bachelor's, you got it from SCAD, and was your bachelor's? Did you say was it in an illustration or was it in animation? It was an illustration, actually, my um, bachelor's. I got it from SCAD as well, and okay. um, I self-taught myself animation. Oh, wow. So it was very, very <laughs> interesting. That's tough. I mean, I, I think anybody who can animate, they, um, you know, don't, I guess I shouldn't say this about illustration majors, but versus animate, animators, but um, anybody who can animate really well, you know, they usually, that's an extra skill set and it's so hard and it can be so um tedious at times so if you can do that i'm always like uh like wow props to the animators people who can do that because i find it really difficult oh thank you yes it's very very tedious um extremely tedious but there was a couple classes at scat i took that they are also animation course i think there was two that were in the illustration department when i was an undergrad but the stuff I was doing for the animation, um, the uh, the marketing agency, it was all, I self-taught myself most of it with After Effects, but I love doing frame by frame. That's like the drawing by drawing one. But yeah, it's very tedious, a lot of work. <laughs> yes. So what got you interested to come back to SCAD to get your um, master's in illustration? Oh, so I, I love their, their courses and everything, but when I was looking at my, when I was actually doing my associates, actually, mm -hmm. um, 
I had looked at other schools. I had looked at VCU, RISD, Micah, and Corcoran. And I just didn't feel like I fitted into those other schools. And then so SCAD was actually the last school I looked at on my list of colleges. And at that point, I was getting so tired of looking at all these schools and just feeling let down. But the moment I stepped into SCAD, I just felt like I fitted in there. And so because I loved our undergrad program so much, uh, that's why I came back to finish, to do my MA because I just I felt the professors there are extremely nice they're extremely helpful and even working with new professors I just I love it has helped me explore so much of my own style and I think that's the great thing about SCAD is that they don't push you into a certain style they kind of just let you freely work in your own style and encourage you to explore still but they don't like try to make you go a certain way with it. And that's why I really, really love. Cool. So talking about style, um, I always think of technique going with that. Um, what is your favorite technique to work in as an illustrator? So currently for the past couple of years, I've been doing more digital um, work. I have worked mostly in Illustrator doing vector drawings and then bringing them into Photoshop to do some color correction or to overlay some colors on there or textures and gradients and everything. But recently, actually, I've been just using Photoshop because I love working with the different paintbrushes. Uh -huh. And I just love the feel you get from it sometimes more than the vector drawings. Um, I mean, there are benefits in working with vectors because they don't pixelate when you enlarge them. Uh -huh. But I, I just love how the feel of working in Photoshop. Oh, cool. But I do my initial sketches um, with paper and pencil and then I just scan them in and then I work in Photoshop and Illustrator. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty much um, getting more doing old school. I mean, I've always done, like you said, just pencil drawings and I scan them in. And I, I don't know, it, it's probably maybe just one of those things. I like doing the hybrid thing where you do some traditional and then some digital because I still like doing the hands-on stuff. So I still like throwing some paint down or something because it's just, I don't know, it's just fun. <laughs> I have a really insightful answer just that it's fun sometimes. So I like that combination of both. So, um, but it is so convenient with the digital delivery and then just being on the um, online classes just for turnaround sake, um, changes, it's just so much uh, more practical. Mm -hmm. I totally, yeah, I totally understand. I used to do all traditional actually um, when I was doing my associates and a little bit during my undergrad years. Mm -hmm. And I used to draw with like acrylics and oils and watercolors and gouache. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Um, but I was like, it, it was hard for me. I think I just wasn't very, I wouldn't say I wasn't very good at it, but mm -hmm. I was, it was hard for me to get really creative with it and the style I wanted to go with it. And so that's why I started doing digital more because I think I liked a clean and crisp look to it, but I still try to put some traditional um, into it by overlaying like my own textures. I paint them out with a roller and everything and then I scan them in and sometimes I overlay them onto it. So I try to still have a bit of the traditional feel to it a little bit because I love when works are like acrylics and, and gouache because it's always so pretty looking and watercolors. Yeah. Do you have any favorite um, artists that kind of inspire your work? Yes. I, <laughs> I have so many artists, so many. It's a long list. And 
Um, but actually, the one that really spoke out to me was actually our recent professor, um, Yev Haidemaka. I'm sorry if I mispronounced any names wrong. I have horrible pronunciation. But um, I actually had her as a TA four years ago during my undergrad years. And I loved her work. Ever. I just loved it. It was her work is just so bright and happy and colorful and just so playful mm-hmm. but i have i love other artists too um so one of some of them are brooke smart okay um, megan pelto she's also an alumni from scad mm. uh, mihike coburg mm. craig fraser anna nolf marco guadalupe uh, vivian miniker celia crapian jessica heesh non lawson and Julia Bersiartu, I think that's how you pronounce her name, but all of their work is very, it's more targeted towards children illustration, because I'm always loving children's books, like I buy so many children's books, they're on all on my list, and so I love looking at their work for inspiration. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned Professor Yeb because I interviewed her <laughs> this week. So it's like I love the group of students and the professor that we were in together. So a lot of the um, people I asked this season were classmates. So it's 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 great. It was a really great um, experience. So um, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I, I love her work. It's just so uh, playful, fun, and just the colors are are um, bright and happy, and uh, she's just done so much work in so many different industries. And I love the because you would be there too, the Sunday workshops. Yes, she, yes. She would put out all the stuff she was working on. I was like, this is so cool. This is so behind the scenes, and answer all our questions. So, yeah, that was outstanding to have that. Exactly. I loved it. I wasn't able to make it to like the last two sessions because I was working on projects. So I downloaded the videos and everything, but she is amazing. I think I have her next quarter actually for class. So I'm super excited because she's just awesome. I, I love how she does her compositions and her colors. And I, oh, I wish her books were sold in America because I would buy them immediately. I was like, I'd be like stocking up on them, but I can't find them online here or anything. So I love her work. I love it so much. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, I um I have ordered international books and it's so expensive. Yes. I, yeah, the shipping and then some countries the books are just um they're I, I don't know. I bought some books from Australia and I was like, oh, this is the most I've ever paid for a 32-page children's books. It's just like the shipping and then the the way they tax uh books over there. I was like, oh, this is um, pricey. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, um, I yeah, I would definitely um, get um, some of her books because they're just yeah, her dog that she draws, her oh little God. actual dog is so cute. But um, oh but anyways, um, uh, on to you again. Um, what do you hope to do when you finish your degree from SCAD? So I do hope to teach for a bit. Um, I definitely want to teach like elementary school and middle school. I'm a bit terrified to teach high school though, but I would love to as well. And sooner or later, I do want to get my PhD in art education. I would love to work as a college professor, but also um, work at a nonprofit organization. I have previously in the past wanted to start my own, but I, I feel like it's actually better if I just become part of one because there's so many of them already out there mm-hmm. so I would love to work for a nonprofit organization in the arts um, but 
like when it comes to like actual illustration, I think a part of me still wants to do freelance on the side. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to illustrate my own books. I'm actually currently illustrating, been illustrating my own children's book about the ABCs. It's called Everyday ABCs. Uh -huh. And it's about like, it's about obviously the ABCs, but it's about like professions that have to do with the alphabet. So like mm -hmm. the first one is a for artists so there's a girl who's like painting an a and she's like in the shape of an a so it's a little cool. cute like that but i would love to do more books and everything that's awesome yeah i feel like um you never know what can happen and it's like um in those opportunities when you send it out there in the world sometimes they end up coming your way and so i always feel like you just never know where um your, especially in art fields, I don't know why, but especially with art-related careers, um, those opportunities, if um, that's what you desire, you know, and you, you can get there. And your work is great, so, and it very suits the children's book market, I felt, felt like, from what you showed in class and uh, your portfolio, so I think that's awesome. No, yeah. oh, thank you, yeah, it's definitely a market that I want to look into more and explore more. Um, it's, you know, I love, I love working with children. I think being a na being a nanny, it really helps with like how a children's mind works and everything. And it's just so much fun to see when children discover new things and everything. They're curious minds and stuff. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there. I always loved um, elementary art teaching that, and I did that for about eight years because every day I came into the classroom, I was like, "You are a rock star." <laughs> it was just like they make you feel like you um, you're like you know. 100% of just the excitement and they all just love to make art. It was very, um, I don't know, it's just so non-judgmental. They're just like, you know, we just like having fun and we just want to make something and then take it home and stuff. So it was always, yeah, it was a lot of fun <laughs> teaching elementary art. I will have to say there's always um, just differences. I always think it's kind of like um, some people like, um, I don't know, like some people like uh, rye bread, some people like sourdough, some people yeah. like wheat bread. It's kind of one of those things there. It's all, it's all teaching, but then it's just like, which, which kind do you tend to, um, which age group do you have a preference for? And there's always just a, just a mix, you know, their abilities and things like that. But yeah, elementary is a great place to be in though. Yeah. I'm excited. I, hopefully, I think it's gonna be so much fun. I, I, I would love to work with kids. <laughs> And so my next question is like, I felt like when I was, um, saw your work in class, it was like, you have just a really great um, color and because of your design background, um, really good design aesthetics and craftsmanship and concept. So is there any tips that you can give the audience about um, ways to help you achieve stronger results in those areas? Definitely. Um, thank you. Um, I think when it comes to colors, I try to find palettes that remind me or portray the mood I'm going for. Okay. So I always try to think back to like personal memories or moments that inspired me and how did I feel? What colors do I see when I think about it? And what I've noticed actually looking through my work this past year is that all my colors tend to be a bit on the brighter scale. Uh -huh. And I think that's usually because I like to bring a sense of optimism to my work, even when it's about like a more depressing subject, I still like to bring that more happiness to it. 
And so I also look at how other artists use their colors. I look at films, I look at television shows, anything like just going outside and taking photographs and seeing how colors are just being used. I just, I'm always using observations like that. And that I think goes for like most of everything, like for design, you know, I try to also go by photo references and I think I just tend to naturally draw my figures and objects in a more bubbly, softer way, mm -hmm. um, which I think goes into more optimism, mm -hmm. I was saying before. And it just, I don't know, it comes naturally to me because I used to draw very realistically, actually. And mm -hmm. what I noticed in my sketchbooks is that I was having, my doodles were very like childish and playful and they were very creative. And I noticed I was having more fun drawing that way than I did when I was re drawing realistically because I didn't have to think so much about proportions as much or how shadows were being casted and and I just kind of developed that way for for drawing and I guess when it comes to like the concept I always do a word bubble mm -hmm. especially for conceptual work I do um a lot of word bubbles and I try to find at least three words to start from and then that's how I create the little spider webs of of bubbles and then I try to pick some words out from there and then just do doodles or thumbnails of different ways to represent those words. And I also, like I said, draw from my own experiences and observations. And I've been trying to draw more from like the slice of life, real life type atmosphere. Um, just looking at, just photographing literally everything. <laughs> just photographing buildings, plants, everything I can see. <laughs> but yes, drawing from slice of life from life with a little whimsical twist to it. Oh, very nice. Well, I really liked your last piece from the class because you had so many people and that would really be a standout to me. Like if I'm an art director and, um, and I'm looking for somebody to do editorial with people, you know, you, that one, because you had like all kinds of age ranges, different clothing, and you had the environments and stuff like that. I thought it was really well done. Oh, thank you. Yes, I was really challenging. I I really want to challenge myself with that project, especially because that was something I've really been focusing on. And I think, again, I just was observing everything I was, you know, I would see and stuff and photographing just different buildings and everything and just drawing from those experiences. And I had so much fun working on it and trying to like using choosing the color palettes and stuff for it, it was so much fun. So I was wondering, how are you um, promoting your um, illustration work these days? Uh, I'm honestly, I'm really bad at promoting my work, um, but I tend to use Instagram and Facebook. And in the past, I have used Upwork as well. Mm. But that's where actually many of my past clients had come from is Upwork, but I don't really use Upwork anymore. Usually it's just been Facebook, Instagram, or word of mouth. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, um, I, I would find it really, I found it hard, like, um, balancing all of that. And I, oh, I, this is actually a question further down the line, but I'll ask it now because it kind of fits. So how do you balance all of that? If you're, you know, you're working your full-time job, you're a graduate student, and then maybe you're tackling, you know, personal projects or freelance work. How do you balance all that? So this is a hard one. <laughs> so to answer, I would say, what are my top priorities? And that's how I really balance work and life. And on this priority list is obviously my family's first, then my mental health, school, and finally my job. Mm -hmm. And like many, like what you just said, I work full time while attending school. 
So by, which is similar to actually what I did with my associates in my undergrad, I was also working while going to school. So I have some sort of experience with it. Yeah. And as I've gotten older though, my mental health is one of the most important things because I used to neglect it in the past and ignore it until I was shut down and have a complete mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned through my past experience is that sometimes you need a break for yourself. And in the past, I would feel so guilty if I was to take a Saturday off and just do nothing. And now I'm like, I need that day off to reset my brain a little bit because it's been in overdrive and now it needs to refuel. But to really balance it at all though, I think this is kind of cliche, but it's time management, I think it's always is key. And I think it's kind of tricky because it seems like everything's all over the place sometimes. You know, you have all these, you have so many commitments to so many people and then work and school. So I try to divide up the schoolwork throughout the week I try to work on it a little bit every day after work. And then I do most of the work though during the weekends. And because of the pandemic, I've actually been staying in every weekend. So in some ways it's been helping me stay focused on school. And what I've also learned is that it's okay to say no sometimes to a client um, because there's, like I said, you have priorities. And so you don't want to overwork yourself or, and, and have produced, type work. I rather have less clients produce quality work and feel good about myself than having too many clients produce and like producing the ad work and being tired all the time. So it's just balancing what's most important in your life and just dividing it up, not taking it in all at once, I think is the best way I think to manage how I manage it all. That's a very good point. I I agree with you. I had a horrible tendency of saying yes to everything. Um, it's just one of those things when you're you tend to be a people pleaser, and then plus if you know you like if you like teaching, you just you like you know helping people out, and so it just comes very naturally. And then finally, I realized like you know at the end of the day, I was like I'm not doing anything very well. It's like not anything that I'm particularly proud of. Like I felt like I'd spread myself so thin. I was like, even I feel like I'm neglecting my teaching. I'm like neglecting because I'm only kind of like half putting in what I can here and there because I just said overcommitted. Um, and then like the nervous breakdown part starts hitting you because you're like, I'm hitting a brick wall here. I, I can't do anymore. So yeah, I, um, I agree with you in time management. Yeah. And then building in breaks for yourself because mental health, physical health, um, just yeah it's not healthy for anybody to just sit and work 24 <laughs> 7 I mean it's nothing not good for you mentally or physically um yeah you just get burned out and so um all good very good points about mm-hmm. yeah that. exactly because I would get burnt out so much during my undergrad years I was working like almost 30 hours a week while attending school full-time and I just was so tired so actually I've been only taking one class per quarter just so I'm not like like you said spreading myself thin I just you know I'm trying to take as much in with these classes and really not trying to speak through them I'm really just taking my time and not having a breakdown I haven't had a breakdown actually it's been great I've been just you know breathing and everything no, I, I, I get you. You gotta, you gotta prioritize things. And, um, that's a great idea to do that. So I'm going to go back to my other question because I, um, actually jumped ahead. So if you could go back in a time machine to your younger self, what would you tell yourself that would be helpful on your art journey? 
Oh, so there's so many things I would tell myself. And this is kind of relating to the last question. I think it was just first tell myself to breathe and take it easy because I would push myself so hard to go a certain way with my work. And I would get so frustrated and would just quit sometimes because I just hated how my work was turning out. So yeah, I would definitely take a notch down it a bit and just take some breaks every now and then, you know, um, go on a walk, play a video game, watch a movie, you know, just rest a bit, then coming back to a project, um, giving myself that, that new, you know, that new nice space in my head, clear my head a little bit before going back to um, a work and to also let go a little bit. I think sometimes I would get too much in control and I would tense up a bit and overthink things. So just letting myself go and just naturally just let my mind flow through the drawing and don't get too committed to it as well because I think sometimes I would get so scared to change it or to evolve my styles. But the thing is that you're always evolving and your work will show that. So it's okay to let go, whether that be of yourself, your work or clients. Sometimes, you know, it's just, you're always evolving. And this goes with the clients too, because sometimes your clients are also evolving and sometimes you don't mix with them anymore. And so it's okay to let go of clients as well. Um, another thing I would tell myself as well is to keep exploring different styles and techniques, just keep being curious and don't let that run dry. If you want to try something, just go for it. It's your your whole life. I feel like you're always going to be learning. And I mean, that's what life is. So don't be scared of it. And then lastly, <laughs> is don't be afraid of failure or rejection. When I first graduated with my undergrad, um, without really thinking, I sent out my portfolio to like almost every not every, but a lot of different illustration agencies out there. And I got rejected by almost all of them except one. Um, but I ended up not accepting it. Um, and I felt like a complete failure. And I didn't really understand. And I felt so embarrassed. And my confidence just fell apart. And I was shattered. What I finally learned months later after working um, at the digital marketing agency at Casio, uh, that it wasn't necessarily my work was bad, but is that I needed more experience because I had zero experience. And also sometimes agencies, they already have an illustrator that's similar and I didn't quite understand that. So I decided to keep working on my style, getting better, becoming more consistent and working as, a, as an animator for the digital marketing agency. I, I got more experience in the professional world and it really helped improve my skills while learning new ones. And so I became more confident in myself. And those experiences taught me that it's okay to get rejected because it helps improve obviously yourself because you're learning out what's wrong and how you can work to get better. So everything is a learning opportunity, everything. That's great. Yeah, I think it's a fallacy. Like, I, and I had similar experience when I first got out of school and things like <laughs> in ways that I, I realized like, oh, this is, um, you know, you really have to look at the things that you accomplish. Don't like one of the big things that I've learned is, and this took time, is like, don't compare yourself to other people. This is not, you know, like, yes, uh, Caroline is interested in the children's book market. I'm interested in the children's book market, but our styles are very different. Like there is no, it's like apples and oranges. You really can't compare one to the other. We're both trying to learn and get better in our work. 
as the end goal for ourselves. So at best, you're maybe competing with yourself, but don't worry about what other people are doing. I mean, you can learn from what other people are doing. And that's why I do this podcast, because it's so insightful what I've learned from everybody I've interviewed. And it doesn't matter if you're a beginning person in the field, I feel like you bring a different perspective or somebody who has done work for an agency or had freelance clients, you know. Um, I did this because it's like after being kind of out of the market and uh, being an art teacher, I was like, oh, it's it's kind of a lonely profession illustration to go back into it and then it's intimidating. But once I started talking to people, it felt a little bit, it was very reassuring to know we're all trying to get better. We're all working on learning new things. So yeah, those are great insights, Caroline. Yeah, definitely. And I completely agree. I, I used to compare myself all the time with other illustrators and I was just so bad. So I'm like, oh, they're at such another level, you know? And the thing is, like you said, you just can't compare yourself because I think, you know, no one's going to be just like you. You are different and that's what makes your work great. And I definitely learned from other illustrators and it's been amazing. I think your podcast is awesome. I was listening to a, a lot actually of, um, of your previous ones and I think it's great. I think this is, your podcast is great for learning new things and not feeling so alone and feeling like you're the only one that feels like that because you, you're not the only one. I think everyone, every artist tends to feel sometimes lack that confidence in themselves, but they shouldn't. Everyone's, you know, we're all in this together. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I've learned so many great marketing things because the, um, uh, I freelance, this was a long time ago. So mm -hmm. things have changed how people approach art directors or how they do things, you know? And so it's amazed me what I've learned from the other illustrators and just, yeah. And they're a pleasure to talk to like you. <laughs> and, and, and I know since this is a podcast and people can't see your beautiful artwork, where can they go to see it? Definitely. They can see my work on my website, which is carolinehanlon.com. Or they can see my work on my Instagram, which is at caroline.imagines. Or they can find me on Facebook, which is Caroline Marie Hanlon. Awesome. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for being on this episode. And I hope you enjoy your break. Definitely. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And you enjoy your break too. Thank you everybody for listening. And this is My Creative Life.